Hello folks, Tyler here. We're looking to do a big surge on iTunes. We really want to push the old iTunes, you know, get us up the charts a bit, because I know you lot are lovely and supporting all over. Um, so if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure to leave a five-star review and a couple of lovely words as well, just to uh, you know, help us up a bit more and get that extra bit of support. Thank you very much. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello, welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. We look through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm, of course, your host, Ty McRae. And with me is, you know, the wanderer, the traveller, the owner of the peaks there. We've got Cal Reader. Cal, how are we doing? I am doing good. I did lots of cardio, so I'm healthy for the first time in my life. And I will not do it for another year or so. Yeah, Cal's been away and um, up and around the Peak District on his travels there on his week off. Um, How do you find it? It was good. It was relaxing. The air's a lot fresher and you just kind of... First time... It's legitimately the first exercise I've done in fucking months. I got to the top of the first hill and I just sort of puked up. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> every time I cough. And then I went to it, funny enough, about the cough and stuff like that, because I've got a bit of a cold anyway, uh, which is obviously not the best time to have one. Um, on my, I went to go see Morrissey from The Sniffs as well um, in Leeds. I'm on my train back from Leeds to, to Chef again. Uh, I started coughing on the train and a guy just literally stared at me for about 15 minutes. <laughs> And I was just like, hi, you're right. I just wanted to keep on coughing just to piss him off. Um, and then some guy across from him started sneezing as well. And then he just moved from there. <laughs> we have been selling loads of antibacterial stuff, folks. You name it, wipes, gel, creams. Yeah, we're really profiting off this big, massive uh, coronavirus, or so the media would tell you. Not that I'm seeing any of this money, but, um, you know, there you go. I've been, on Facebook, though, I've been getting a lot more life insurance uh, adverts <laughs> and stuff like that, funnily enough. I don't know if there's no something going on. And the episode we're going to be reviewing today is Burns' Air from Season 5, Episode 18, directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Jace Richdale, with the original air date being April 14th, 1994, and the couch gag being that the Simpsons are all balls and they'll bounce onto the couch and Bart's the rogue one and Homer ends up pulling him back into place there and as I say all the time now uh, Cal do you have any initial memories of this one or any sort of nostalgic moments? I do, the bits I remember weren't actually in this episode, it was always in a clip show ah. um, which we'll talk about when it actually comes but I, I always remember it being a, a funny episode, a bit of a suit as well um, Overall, it's like a cushy. I was looking at the season as well. It's a very Burns-heavy season. Oh, brilliant. Um, I do it. like him. I do enjoy him. So, it's always good. He's, he's one of my favourite malicious characters. Uh, for me, this always gives me nostalgia of uh, early days Channel 4 when they acquired the old um, Simpsons licence for the UK there. And just, you know, coming in from school and being able just to catch it as I was, uh, you know, having my dinner... So yeah, I've had a lot of good memories with this one. Season 5 is, you know, oh, it's up there as far as peak seasons, uh, if you will. We open with Homer at the power plant and he's looking bored, you know, oh, nothing ever exciting happens at this job. But then all of a sudden, klaxons go off, you know, balloons fall from the rafters. 
and this sort of game show looking host and this uh, Dolly Bird come along and say, Homer Simpson, oh, you've just won this magnificent prize. And, you know, oh, what is it? The job of industrial chimney sweep for a day. And I love the little blank look on Homer where it's like, is this good? Yes, this is good. Woo! And Homer ends up becoming a literal chimney sweep. He gets put in a big sort of buffer costume there and he's up and down in the nuclear chimneys, which can't be all that well for him, but, you know... He's doing this now, but I'm sure the people right at the top have got the hardest job of all. And then instantly we cut to Burns watching Homer on telly, because this has been broadcast, folks. And just chilling with chips in the batter. And I, you know, Ooh, five o'clock, never come. Um, I feel like you've moaned, much like myself, about previous jobs and that. Has this ever happened to you then, Cal, where you've been offered something and it's not quite the same in your job or for an- at any time in life? Um, not necessarily. I used to do when I, when I used to work in in, in Costa Coffee. Uh, I used to do all of Charlie work because I was happy to do it. Um, purely so I could like sneak off and have a cigarette. If people complain, I'd be like, "Well, I've just there's a thing called the coffee sack, the sock, and it oh. looked like a sheep's stomach. And it's when it's purely it's like a sock what you put onto the drains. Um, so when you're pouring away coffee and milk and whatever, it's it because it basically disintegrates all the pipes so you get the socks to kind of filter away from it but obviously it's oh, changing okay. every couple of hours um i used to love doing it because it stunk and i could just piss around for like a good 40 minutes just not doing anything if anybody complained i'd be like all right you're doing it next week then bitch but yeah i don't know i i've always kind of i was talking to my friend about this the other week we, like we want to be so rich at one point where we'll have uh it's called fuck you money where you can just do whatever you fucking want, such as like Mr. Burns. There's one I was reading a story about this guy who he, they were both rich, him and his brother, and in the will of his dad or whatever, got, his brother got this right nice house which had a, a seafront and everything like that. So the brother made a really thin, I think it's about 12 inches thick building just to block his view. Oh, no. Like. <laughs> I want to be that rich one day. That's, <laughs> That's my goal. Oh, wow. Burns is not enjoying his sponging down because it's quite coarse. So Smithers goes to get one with some rounded edges, leaves it on top of Burns' uh, top hat, and this um, this sinks him here, and, you know, he's effectively uh, drowning now. You're fired! Damn! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're finally going to stop those corporate pigs from dumping that nuclear waste. Oh, no, our boat is sinking. It was I, you fools. The man you trusted isn't wavy gravy at all. <clears throat> and all this time I've been smoking harmless tobacco. And he sees his life flash before his eyes. You get him as a toddler telling his wet nurse, you know, you're fired. And then him and his, uh, I guess, teen years just... <laughs> shooting at this vagrant when he could very well run away in the two minutes it takes to reload it, but, you know, shooting dance. And then he's busy on this Greenpeace boat with these uh, hippie protests saying, oh, we're going to stop these nuclear um, waste disposal bits. And, oh, no, our boat's sinking. And <laughs> Burns, in this worst disguise ever, like, he hasn't got any hairline to hide, but just, oh, it's fantastic. It was, oh, you fools. And he... um 
puts a hole in this boat and just um, swims off. Do you have a favourite of these flashbacks here, Cal, of Burns's uh, malevolence? It's probably the hippie stuff. I think that that's the stuff. Cause it's just so ridiculous. It's like, ah, look at me, young man. Ha <laughs> ha. It's just ridiculous. And then he just jumps in, runs into the water, pulls the fucking thing, and just runs off. He just swims away. Yeah, mine's got to be just um, yeah, like I said before, just the him shooting the gun off at someone to dance. <laughs> like, why would you stay there as well and just take it for God's sake? We have Smithers come back with a chamois instead, and he's. You know, he can't believe it. Why do the good die so young? He's dead. And then Burns just undertakes himself out of there and starts choking him, saying, oh, you almost killed me. But um, they managed to um, get past that, and Burns is in his dressing gown now, sat by the fire, realising that, you know, if I'd died there, I'd have no one to, you know, leave all my fortune to there because of my um, busy schedule and the lethargic sperm there. You know, I've got no one to father, and Smithers gives a wry little cough. He goes, oh no, don't worry, Smithers, I've got something far greater for you. And he's, I don't know, has he mocked this up himself, or has he had his, um, I don't know, one of the lower workers do this, Cal? Because it's a great, um, it's a great little model of Burns in a casket with Smithers uh, <laughs> screaming, you'll be buried alive with me. I'm not sure. The thing is, though, with this, uh, with this was this episode aired before or after Larry Burns? Oh, way before. Larry Burns was season eight, I believe. Right, okay, okay. Well, to be fair, he was a little illegitimate, so. Mm. But, you know, it's a good time. But that's, the fair, that's the only thing that came to my head at that point, but then it is, it's, just, it's such a perfect model. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. <laughs> We're now at the Cineplex now, and we've got a whole audience. The Simpsons family are in there, and we get, my God, um, I don't actually remember these adverts or if they were in the cinema at all, but we get a THS advert. You know, the audience is listening. You get the old, the big deep note, um, as my research says and calls it. And it breaks people's glasses and then David Cronenberg-esque head pops off and explodes. And then, yeah. Everyone cheers. <laughs> cheers. It's fantastic. Apart, apart from I, Grandpa I going, turn it up, turn it up. <laughs> now, um, did, did you ever listen, uh, remember any THX adverts or, you know, Dolby Sound System adverts for the cinema or on telly or with a new oh, telly. Ma- oh, massively. Yeah, yeah, massively. I can't. I haven't seen one for a while though. Like you said, um, I always, I always remember it more on video games then because it was part of Lucasfilm. So oh, it was on a lot of video games where it used to load in. Ah, right. And then, uh, but it was, it was, it was glorious. You knew it's, it's like the the cinema music and stuff like. We don't really have the you. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> no, no. We do have things where it's just like, and it, it always used to wind me up where it's just like, you've got time for a snack. I was like, okay, cool. Like, as you get up, the film starts. So, okay. <laughs> and we have Burns buying an advert in the cinema. You know, hello, he's M- Montgomery Burns, and, you know, he's holding auditions for uh, air of his. Hello, I am Montgomery Burns. <laughs> now then, I'm looking for a suitable young male heir to leave my fortune to when I pass away. My vast, vast, vast fortune. Vast. Now, do you know what this is parodying here, Cal? Because it's not on the Wikipedia, and I had to listen to a few extra Simpsons podcasts to get this, you know, with Burns in the field. I do not. This is not even a reference to a film, 
but it's to a film trailer. It's Robin Williams in the film Toys, where it's partially based in real life. He's this toy inventor, and it's about the workers' um, uprising against him. And it's just Robin Williams vamping and doing impressions, um, you know, as everyone else knows him for, you know, doing his camp voice or, you know, loads of other stuff there. And it's just on a soundstage. Interesting. Yeah, but this is like never covered in Wikipedia and that. And I always thought, oh, is this just a common thing with, you know, like Americana and let's all go to the lobby and all that. But no, it's just this random 90s film that no one seems to remember there. And it's a sort of a black ball against Robin Williams's career because he helped produce it and that. This is supposed to be a passion project and it just didn't, didn't go that well. Auditions will be tomorrow at my estate. And now, a feature presentation. Oh, for... Very well. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves some snacks. We have the kids at Burns' Manor now, you know, getting ready for their lines. And did you hear a bit of Wiggum here, you know, bigging up Ralph saying, now one of the two E's, enunciate an energy. Getting ready for his little speech. It's very cute. Now one of the two E's, enunciate an energy. Who's your favourite kid character? Ooh, uh... Other than, like, Bart or Lisa or whatever. Oh, Milhouse, he's such a dweeb. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's I such a like... jabroni. Good. I, I do, I do like, I've got a special heart, and a special place in my heart for Ralph. Like, he's just so sweet and innocent, and there's a bit where, I can't remember which episode it's from, it was, he's just made, uh, made me laugh. He, had, he has an imaginary friend, he's like a leprechaun or something like that, who just tells him to burn things. All the time. <laughs> oh, that is a really good one. Yeah, him and Bart yeah. forcefully become friends, and then it becomes like a little uh, road adventure movie in the prison. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, that one. We have Milhouse going for his audition first, saying, I have nothing to offer you but my love. And Burns is a real Simon Cowell here, real straight to it. He said, No geeks, but his mum thinks he's cool. <laughs> so that's all that matters. I mean, I guess we've never talked about Millhouse before, but I do enjoy him, even though, I don't know, he gets a bit more, I find, annoying and insidious in later seasons. But he's just, you know, he's not self-aware at all. He's not tactful. He's just this, you know, dweeb that, oh, bless him, he means well. But, yeah, I really enjoy him. He's my favourite performance out of all the kids here. Martin with a close second, I'd say. I don't know, Nelson's quite funny, where he's just... I just love the respect what like Nelson gets from the rest of the adults. Oh, absolutely! Such yeah. like that. Like, I don't know, there's an episode I watched the other day, and, it, and Homer just shows him respect for because uh, he, he oh he goes to Bart um, wanting to be a father figure, and he goes, oh, "I've already got it." He's like, "No, okay, Nelson." And a few times before, where he's just gone, "God bless Nelson, man." <laughs> well, I have nothing to offer you but my love. I specifically said no geeks. But my mom says I'm cool. Next. Give me your fortune or I'll pound your withered old face in. Ooh, I like his energy. Put him on the callback list. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Ring, ring, ring with the bell. Zing, zing, zing with my heartstrings. Thank you. Give the bully an extra point. Martin has got my easily second favourite one. He comes in with a whole performance as well. And I'm surprised he didn't get through there, you know, with Burns, with let's all go to the lobby and that. He appreciates the showmanship, but Nelson comes along. 
punch in the stomach. He gets an extra point, you know, on the old callback list. And we have Lisa now as well saying, you know, oh, your air need not be a boy, you know, in this phallocentric world of ours. <laughs> and Burns showing his true ignorance. Saying, I don't know what phallocentric means, but no girls. And he <laughs> cuts him a house in the back. You know, so much for plan B. Now we get Bart's turn there and, you know, Homer and Marge are trying to big him up there and, you know, oh, this is a bit out of your playbook, Bart, but if you do well here, you know, this could impact your whole future. And we get a nice, um, we get a nice little dream here from Marge. Bart, this isn't the kind of thing I normally would think was a good idea, but you wouldn't have to live with Mr. Burns. You'd just get all of his money someday. This could provide for your entire future. Congratulations, you've just graduated from the most expensive and therefore best school there is. Hello, Marge, I'm Lee Majors. Will you come away with me? <sighs> sure. I've got to stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. Oh, one more. The bit I find the best, I think the whole joke of it as well, is we cut to real life Marge going, Oh, I've got to stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. Ah, one more. And then, Homer and Bart, yeah, Homer and Bart, they don't know what to do. Just leave it with you. just got her, like, Marge is a kinky bitch. Like, Who's your Lee Majors? Who would you um, jump <laughs> away with here? Um, I don't know. I was watching The Mummy Returns earlier, and I forgot how much I'm in love with Rachel Weisz. Like, she can, because, oh, off, obviously off topic, if you've seen... Uh, the fight scene, what looks so good, is because Rachel Weiss and the other actress trained for five months to be able oh, to do wow. it. So she's flipping around and all that stuff, and it's fantastic. Any male counterparts? John Hamm, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and or Heath Ledger in um, Ten Things I Hate About You. I mean, I wish that was Hugh Ming's song, you know, because he plays for my football team. He's South Korean and he's wholesome and pure. So that's who I'd um, come away with there, uh, with the big uh, stilt legs. After that fantasy sequence, um, Homer says, oh, go on, Bart, read these cue cards and you're a shoo-in. And he gets booted out there. Okay, boy, I wrote down exactly what to say. Just read it and you're a shoo-in. Hello, Mr. Kearns. I bad want money now. Me sick. Ooh, he card reads good. So pick, please, me. Mr. Burns. It's Kearns, stupid! No, it's not! Disregard. And he ends up reading the cards. Hello, Mr. Kearns. I bad want money now. Me sick. Give me money. Money now. That's basically me at work. Like, I'll be honest. <laughs> and what does Homer say, Cal? He read cue cards well. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not even like, oh, you got to play dumb. No, this is Homer's genuine writing. Oh, he card reads good. <laughs> And then, um, obviously, Bart realizes this is bullshit and goes, "Oh, please pick me, Mister Burns." And Homer, being ever so demanding, and you got you got to really sell it, folks. It's current, stupid. No, it's not. Disregard. <laughs> Just go along, son. But uh, Burns, he's sick of it. He's seen it all now. Oh, you're the worst one. Now, before you leave, just have one step to the left here and. This goes really mousetrap here, Cal. I don't know if you ever played the board game. Oh, yeah, massively. The game what takes about, what, fucking 15 years to set up, and it lasts about two seconds, because if you just bang the table slightly, it just sets it all off. Yeah, it wasn't really that satisfying to play, was it? <laughs> we, yeah, we only ever played it, like, twice, and then my dad got fed up and set it up. So. <laughs> Bart gets mousetrapped here, and he gets the 
boot up the arse and this creases Homer to no end. And they're busy leaving Burns Manor there and Bart's, you know, rubbing his rump there and home, uh, Marge goes, oh, shouldn't you say something to the kids? And what does he say there now? Classic Homer quote here, Cal. I think Bart and Lisa are feeling a little upset right now. Isn't there something you'd like to say? There sure is. Kids, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. My God, this has affected all of us, definitely. I mean, m me quite a lot with any sort of job or creative, uh, you know, objective I've tried to do. You always get that nagging Homer quote in the back of my head. Never try again. Bart is, you know, he's so scorned by this, he's got to do something. So uh, he goes about it. But what does he do? Uh, we're not quite sure yet. But we see Burns with Smithers saying, oh, you know, maybe I should just give all my money to the Egg Advisory Board. Egg's been getting a bad rap as of late. And I was just thinking, is this is this the 80s? Do you remember any sort of scandal with eggs, Cal? With Eggwina Curry? Uh... Back in the yeah, day. was it something to do with like E. coli or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I see. I remember my about my pandemics and such. Uh, the E. coli pandemic, which was when in like was it late eighties, early nineties? Oh, it was eighties. Yeah, probably... Edwina Curry was on the. I think she was health minister in that, and then right. just um. Literally, eggs got a bad rap, or, the, or there was just some sort of massive scare, and it was in the news for a good, like, three months there. Real meme of its time. But before um, Burns can act on that, you know, he gets a rock through the window, but um, I'm trying to think what Burns says. Oh, it's a petrified bird. It's, it's a petrified bird. <laughs> and then Smithers, uh, no, it's a rock, sir. Oh, we'll see what the lab has to say. But um, no, we see Bart, he's smashing up all the windows. By the way, um, Great foley on the window smashes. It's not all the same. It's all um, different ones as well. I think sometimes they can obviously they can just go a bit cheap and just reuse the same sound every so often. Simpsons is not down to this whatsoever. No. it's little things. It's little things on my. But Bart ends up filling up Burns's car with water and you know getting all the solicitors in to uh, you know pest him. <laughs> Those <as well>. solicitors <laughs> yeah. coming. Why have they got mops? That's what I don't know. It's for One of them's got a mop. It's for it's um cleaners, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just to people uh, to solicit their business and that. But yeah, what are they doing at night? There's no jobs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but um Burns loves this. It reminds him of a uh, younger him with such malevolence there, and he just opens the window. You boy, what day is this? And you have you have to do it as soon as you hear that bit of dialogue. You just know what's coming. You know what the parody is, Cal. It's Christmas Eve, sir. It's Christmas Day, even. I've seen Muppets Christmas Carol. I know what it's about. And I'm not. I'm going to go uh, on record here. The best version of Christmas Carol. Oh, massively. 100%. I had not seen that film in years, and I rewatched it this Christmas. Because it, it was one of those... You know when you're a kid and you just rewatch the same film over yes. and over and over again? That was one of the films we used to watch because at my nan's house, it was one of the two films where they only worked, like the, DVD, uh, the um, VHS. Um, the other one being... Uh, Willy Wonka. And we, Ooh, she also had a Bambi. The original one, yeah. Charlie and Cho is it, oh, No, that was called Charlie and Chuck the Fan. Oh, no, is it called Willy Wonka? Charlie that, and the Chocolate 70s Factory. Yeah, no, I think the 70s one called Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. Believe it or not. Um, with good old Gene Wilder, yeah, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Um, so it was always that and 
uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, and it was just embedded in the back of my brain to the point where I just, when I heard one of the songs, like a few of the songs, I was just like, I didn't know the lyrics, but I knew the song. I was just like, duh, duh. you know, where you kind of like, you're miming along to the song. You yeah. Ah, oh, it's adorable. But Burns picks Bart as his air as he um, rattles Smithers with a rock right between the eyes. And we go to act two with that now, and it's all official. You know, the media's there, the lawyers are there, and they end up signing, and it's now official. You know, Bart is Burns' is air there, and Homer's overly eager saying, oh, you know, get over there. We want to get that old man stink out of the house there. But Marge, loving his ever, you know, oh, he's not dead yet. Oh, all right. So Sly Homer, what does he try and do here, Cal? Uh, he he tries to scare him to the point where he gives poor grandpa, he goes, how's your heart? Bad. Dad, Mr. Burns hasn't passed away yet. Huh? Oh, right. So I guess you're in okay shape, huh? No heart problems or anything. Really? I'm okay. Oh, and the noise is coming out of Grandpa as well when he slams on the table and then goes on the ground. And then, oh, I'm okay. We have Burns leaving saying, you know, oh, you know, now I guess I'll wait for the inevitable in my big lonely mansion there. But, you know, Marge takes pity and says, oh, why don't you go join him for dinner and that, you know, it's the least you could do. You miss probably Essentially, one of my, 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 I think it's probably my best joke. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, let's push him down the steps. No! Oh, the yeah, how can I forget? Sorry, please tell us, Cal. I just realised what it was. <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, let's push him down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> <So> evil! <laughs> uh, good Which, would it. Being somebody who works in uh, bereavement, in, of course, in wills and bereavement and such like that, would have nullified his will because he um, it's called I can't remember the fucking term of it. It's oh, of course we've got an expert basic... on the podcast now. Yes, I am. Yeah. So basically, if you if in the will, for example, find a beneficiary of your will, but then like, it turns out I killed you, I I am not entitled to any of that money whatsoever, and because. Technically speaking, on a not to kind of make this animated show less realistic, if Homer would have killed him, because being a legal guardian of of Ben, who had been a minor, he wouldn't have been entitled to any of that money whatsoever. Oh, okay. I, I can't I can't remember the actual terminology for it. It's in if you've seen um, Knives Out, they mentioned it there, but it's an actual law. It's not called Survivors. I can't remember. Well, I think they could have done with you instead of Lionel Hutz, which we will get to, folks. <laughs> and you damn right were playing all that audio of him because you got to. It's Phil Hartman. He's magnificent. Bart spends, uh, you know, his dinner with Burns there, and he has a bit of an awkward affair there. And Burns realizes, oh, you know, your milk's gone cold. Who has warm milk with dinner, cow? That's a pensioner thing or a psycho thing. I don't know. Uh, it's got to be like an old old person thing surely if it's like warm milk you know go to bed with and stuff like that what do you okay ketchup right where do you put ketchup uh in the cupboards or the pantry or whatever no. you call it Ooh, okay Ooh. why is it in the fridge then buddy it says on the bottle i think it tastes better personally when you've got like hot chips and cold ketchup it tastes delicious but also it does say on the on the bottom of the bottle please refrigerate after use Fully enough, despite what Heinz says, they won't answer my emails. <laughs> but... 
it, I will say I take that more as like an advisory caution there. Um, I'm very much sources yeah. in the old cupboard, minus your mayonnaise, of course, because it's got eggs in. But yeah, I can't be having cold and hot because I'm thinking, oh no, it's cooling down my chips there. We have also Bart getting sort of, you know, chained down there because Bart uh, uh, Burns pushes the wrong button. But you know, oh, I want to go home now, Mr. Burns. Oh, come on, stay. Um, you might even have whatever you want to eat, you know, even some sort of uh, <laughs> gelatin dish. It's made from hooves, you know. Like, what's how new is gelatin to Burns? Obviously, you know, man of the new century and that of the 1900s. I guess gelatin is this sort of newfangled thing with him as well there. I don't know. Surely it's, it's been or, or around a while. Uh, I... I I just, I'm going to try and Google it if I could spell gelatin. Well, it's like um, my granddad you always used to get amazed at the fact that like, Angel Delight was a thing, this instant um, dessert there. So I think it's that same cute innocence and the, oh, wow, that's new and it's been around for years that I get from Burns. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't know. It's just, it, what, what, okay, what's like an old person meal or meat or or, some, or something. Oh, bread and butter or, pudding, I'd probably say super old or spotted dick. I'd, I'd, oh, <laughs> we said food, not your uh, <laughs> sex life. Uh, no, I'd, like, I'd say bread and butter pudding is just a bit, it's, it's just traditionally English, isn't it, really? Mm. There's a thing called a bread sandwich, or a toast sandwich even. It's just literally bread with a slice of toast in it. That's it. Oh, right. oh, that's very dry. But, you know, has his demands met. You know, he wants pizza delivered by Cus- uh, by Krusty the Clown. And he gets it, you know. But how can you be here, Krusty, when your show's live on air? Oh, you know, it's a rerun. No one's going to know the difference. But Krusty's just juggling and then gets interrupted. Um, what does he get interrupted by, Cal? He gets uh, interrupted by the Falklands getting invaded. <laughs> hey, it's Krusty the Pizza Man. <laughs> All right, where's my 400 bucks? Hey, wait. How can you be here when your show's on live? Uh, I just threw on an old rerun. No one will know the difference. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, children, remain calm. The Falkland Islands have just been invaded. I repeat, the Falklands have just been invaded. The disputed islands lie here, off the coast of Argentina. Uh. We have Burns show Bart, you know, is... um. CCTV surveillance room there, and he's got cameras. It just seems like in every sort of home in all over Springfield there. And you get, you know, before you go into seeing Homer and Mo there, you get um, Wigan playing with a little duck in a bath. You get um, Reverend Lovejoy drinking and Edna copping off with um, Jacques, you know, the fancy Frenchman from season one. But we see um, Mo gi- giving a little uh, taxi drive reference here. Only he's not quite as intimidating as Travis Bickle because he slips his gun out and it smashes his antique mirror there. And we also have Mo, um, not Mo. We also have Homer sneaking into the bathroom. You know, he's make sure no one's around, <laughs> and he just starts eating flowers there. Now I've never snucked out to eat flowers, but uh, back in my retail days, you know, I'd finish at eight p.m. and you know, Asda's still open there. And I'd get myself some nice extra special um, lemon tart there. And, you know, when all the family go to bed, I'd just sneak out into my car and eat about half of this serving size of four uh, lemon tart. Do you have any guilty eating obsessions, Cal? That you care um, 
the the one thing I kind of I remember eating and just feeling instantly bad about was there was a trifle like a full trifle which had been like it was running out in like a week like a, a day or so and like it was around Christmas time my grandparents went nobody went nobody wanted some so I just sat there and ate it or and I just felt horrific <laughs> I just felt like <laughs> so much shame <laughs> like, is this what my life has got to like Jesus man um, but yeah it does it the good thing about this though is it it does uh, explain his trip to the Netherlands yeah why he went to Holland there we go Bart's now around the dinner table with the family he's explained you know he had the best time it's got a moat bottomless pit which will uh, pay off later there folks if you um, listened keenly and Bart ends up just chucking peas at Lisa there and I like the delivery of um uh, Yardley Smith. Ow, that's a big one with that uh, last P there. And Homer's sort of uh, willing to put it aside. Stop getting in the way of your wealthy brother's peas, Lisa. But he crosses the line when he feeds a hungry dog and gives Santa's little Homer, Santa's little helper, the end piece there of the meatloaf. <laughs> and this just toes uh, Homer over the line here. But you know, ah, oh, Mr. Burns was nice to me. He embraced my K-oxide. I'm sick of this family here. And what does he do, Cal, when uh, Homer starts to give him shit? Uh, he shames him for his flower eating. Yeah, go eat some flowers there. <laughs> and um, I believe Cal was gone to see Morrissey in his week off as well, folks. If you get the perfect still shot on this, Cal, Homer is doing a bit of a Morrissey here with the flowers. We see Bart right up to Burns' manor here, and this seems to have been one of Burns' plans all along you know, oh he can be my heir and I can warp him and shape him and maybe even love him and Bart runs up to him embracing him, although you know Burns is very indifferent to it <laughs> and I'd say one of my hidden gem, my hidden jokes um, of this episode, Cal, he rides up on a bike does Bart and then Homer just fucking runs over the bike as well <laughs> I can put, I forget about that every single time I watch it, but it's just a nice little nugget. It's the little things. It's just mm. Homer's stupidity and just not caring. What are you gonna do? You gonna release the, the <laughs> you gonna release the hounds or the bees or the bees or the hounds? Uh, the houses with the bees in the mouth. We shoot bees every time they bark. Oh well. No. Does his worst, and he locks. He locked the door. <laughs> I remember, so I remember being in university and getting a little bit drunk one time, and I was just like, I was supposed to be going out, and then like my plans fell through, so I went to my mate's house. I was just like, let's go out, let's go out, and he, he literally, so I don't, he, we, I was bugging him for ages, and he was just like, let's go out, let's go out. It's like, uh, I don't know. He's just like, let's go out. I was like, oh, you, you know what? Yeah, okay, we'll go out. Got up, went in his room, locked his door. Oh, I was just like, what? He, so he, he, he locked, literally locked the door. Locked yeah. the door. <laughs> Uh, oh. What what an awesome move! I just I kicked his door for quite a bit and then just went home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the this bit what it's it's always in my rem- uh, I always remember and I can't remember what episode it is, and it's just like it's I think it's it's one of the clip shows and um, well it was a deleted scene uh, originally yeah yeah where Troy McClaws introduced it as for deleted scenes and such and a robot of uh, what's his name. It's Richard like a, Simmons. Yeah, he's a bit like Mr. Motivator over here, kind of thing. Mm. Uh, 
he comes out and starts dancing and it, it freaks him out to the point where he uh, runs away. Yeah. You get a little T2 reference there as well when Smithers tries to shoot him and the eye sort of remolds again. And listening to, uh, you know, a couple more podcasts and um, a bit of research about it, they dropped it because they didn't have time and also Richard Simmons was known for being, you know, overly camping out of shape for being, you know, a motivator and a, you know, a body expert there. And so it was just like easy pickings, you know, it's easy targeting like Trump is now. And so they just um, dropped it for that sake. It was a hack lazy joke and they didn't want to stoop to there. So there we are. And we have Marge and Homer, you know, being urgent, you know, they've gone to the police saying, oh, he's, um, he's manipulating my son, you know, can't you do anything? And I know he's one of your favourites, and he's definitely mine, Cal. Um, Wiggum saying, oh, for God's sake, can't you all police yourself? We can't be everywhere. <laughs> Good old Wiggum. I watched I watched a, a more recent episode earlier before I came to record. Mm-hmm. It's where um, Lisa gets fed up with Bart's, gets a uh, restraining order. Oh, and she's and got goes, a literal what? pole, yeah, for the yeah. Distance. And he goes, and what? Uh, because I, you can't tell me to, uh, to not beat my own sister. And Bob gets arrested. He goes, see, you do you see what happens when you uh, you disobey a, a um, restraining order. And he goes, yes, Chief Wigan. And you, Snake, do you see what happens when you try and kidnap the president? He goes, yes, Chief Wigan. <laughs> and he goes, and Lou, do you realize? Uh, do you now realize what happens when you get me a, a cold coffee? But chief, yes, for an ice cold coffee. I feel like you can just write all sorts of jokes for Wiggum, and it always seems to succeed. Because I do enjoy a lot of later Wiggum episodes. Like there's a again, like you say, there's a later season episode where he just gets a jetpack and he becomes Sky Police, and it's that little segment in itself is the highlight of that whole episode for me. We have Marge and Homer now resorting to desperate measures. They're going to one of your heroes, Cal. They're going to Lionel Hutz. Damn, well, you good folks can rest easy now because you've come to the very best in legal representation. Uh, excuse me, is there an Orange Julius stand on this floor? I'll sell you this one, it's almost full. Well, why don't I drink out of a toilet bowl? He'll be back. Good old Lionel See, this is, this is the thing with Lionel Hurts. I always forget some of the jokes. Like, there's a bit where he goes, oh, is, is there a, I can't remember what he says, like, say Jamba Juice or whatever. Yeah. Is there an orange here up here? Because I'll see mine. <laughs> it's half full. I'd rather drink from the toilet. And he also says, oh, you know, I've argued with um, all the judges in this here town. Most most of them as a lawyer. So he's probably had the old session spoons and spotted them in public and has had a right go at them. That's um, my headcanon, isn't it? Anyway. I think it's more he's been arrested himself. Ah, yes. There we are. Oh, that's perfect. But how does this um, court case go, Cal? Um... Uh, see, I think this is probably my uh, second favourite bit. Ooh, because... great. Oh, but it's not probably my first favourite. It goes terribly. And as for your case, don't you worry. I've argued in front of every judge in the state, often as a lawyer. This court rules in favour of Montgomery Burns. I find that he is clearly the boy's biological father. Uh, Judge, these won't be ready until Thursday. You know, we should really stop hiring him. <laughs> to the point where Monty Burns gets 
uh, accepted as Bart's biological uh, father instead of the idea of what they wanted to do. Uh, when it flicks over to you know Burns and them lot, they're all just cheering and everything. Dream flicks team, over to good yeah. Old, good old Lionel, and he <laughs> he's just making shoes because on his uh, what you didn't mention earlier is on his sign it says lawyer, lawyer advice, also shoemaker. And he's just like, not even bothering us because, George, I'm not going to have these ready for next Thursday. And Marge with the most sobering line of, yeah, we should really stop hiring him. <laughs> We're now into Act 3, and Bart's invited Milhouse over, and he's got everything he can dream of there, you know, even a train, a real-life train that goes through the house, you know, once it had snow on it. But, um, you know, Milhouse just gets to go home and has a normal life. He doesn't want to stay around all this wealth, because Bart's getting a bit coy now. He wants people on his same level, but Burns is willing to sympathise with him, you know, I can be your schoolyard chum, and I don't think, I don't see how you can improve this joke, Cal. You just see Bart on his massive lawn, and then what do you see? You see Burns in this turn-of-the-century American football outfit, (laughs) and he's just, um, he's making the calls made up bullshit. 23, skidoo, hut, He's not even quarterbacking and throwing the ball. He's kicking it to Bart. And he doesn't even have the energy to reach him. And then he, frankly, he big boots Smithers right in the face and he just <laughs> collapses. Oh, this is perfect, Cal. This was amazing for me. We get a nice little scene as well with um, Bart in his, um, looks like some sort of Ferrari type. He bursts through uh, trees and that and Santa's little helper village. And he even drags along a midget who, um, I think, Burns found this midget in the Ferrari and then used him for um, casting. What do you think? Because it's the same voice. Yeah, it it does look a bit uh, similar as well. I didn't realise that. Putting him to work, yeah. Marge and Homer, this is the absolute last resort now. I mean, what else do they turn to? They're looking for a deprogrammer here. And the, the fellow says, oh, your son's been kidnapped by the evil and charismatic Mr. Burns there. And, you know, he's very famous. You know, he got um, Paul McCartney out of wings. You know, he deprogrammed Chain Fonda as well. And now this, folks, this is my favourite moment of the episode here. Well, it was a gruelling two weeks. But you have your son back. Mom, Dad, I missed you. Can I keep him anyway? Huh? Huh? Yet see him go to a motel room, this deprogrammer with what we assume is Bart in the shadows in a big sort of burlap sack. And you know, he's saying, You don't love Mr. Burns, you love Homer and Marge. They are your parents. And then, how long did this last for? Was it months or weeks? Two two weeks. A grueling two weeks. That's it, Cal. And he goes, But you have your son back. And you get to see Homer's really concerned face. Oh, who walks out, Cal? Good old Hans Malman. And he looks so spaced out, so desiccated. Mom, Dad, I missed you. And if you can get the perfect screenshot and the still shot, folks, I've never seen Homer look this joyous and this happy ever. (laughs) And it's not even Bart. Oh, son. And he just keeps kissing him. And Marge just cuts through all the shit. No, that's Hans Malman. Can I keep him anyway? Huh? Like his dog. Oh, it's... Yeah, absolute favourite scene, Cal. 
Now we have Bart and um, Mr. Burns watching a itching Scratchy there, where um, Scratchy gets cut up into money there, and he ends up getting smoked by the fat cats. And Burns is enjoying it a bit too much. This is putting off Bart yet again. And this is where he's starting to realise, oh no, I actually do miss my family. And, you know, it's better to have family than riches. And I want to go home fully, Mr. Burns. And um, some great sort of serious delivery from uh, Harry Shearer here. Oh, I hate to be, I hate to tell you this, Bartholomew, but your family don't want you anymore. And um, I remember watching this properly for the first few times, being ever so young, Cal, that um, mm. this episode really got me as far as like, um, you know, ooh, um, the good characters getting manipulated by the bad character and you get to see the trials and tribulations and then the, you know, the succeed and the succession uh, right at the end. I think this is my first um, sort of viewing of that sort of story arc. And it really worked. Okay. It really worked on me. You know, much like your niece um, realising when a character was bad for the first time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. She just very dramatically just turned around and was just like, what? No. <laughs> no. Just threw herself in a hole. Yeah, um, obviously way back I thought Mr. Burns was a right bastard here. I was like, no, Bart, come on. And yeah, it, re- it really did a number on me here, Cal, um, when I was young and impressionable. Oh. We had um, you know, Burns go into the CCTV room yet again. And we have what appears to be the Simpsons family saying, I do not miss Bart at all. And it always seems stunted. Homer even goes, bro. Bart saying, oh, it's probably my imagination, but it's not quite what it seems. So Burns, you know, uh, he just goes through a door. Oh, uh, is it really? Uh, okay. <laughs> goes through a room. Um, but what's the situation here, Cal? Uh, he's faking it to be able to get his son. To get his heir all the way and it turns out they're all actors as he said which was a good shout Lisa's played by the dwarf what uh, he recently run over yes it's the Estonian dwarf there and um, th- is this Michael Caine Mark Caine I think yes. I think so yeah do you have a favourite Mark Caine film or moment like Steve Coogan does um, when I was younger I really hated Michael Caine he just oh, used wow. to wind me up okay. because everyone used to say he's such a good actor and he was just the same and everything. And it just, yeah, for whatever reason, it like just really pissed me off. You know, he just like when you could, like they'll be like a wrestler or something we just hate or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just there's no reason for it. I just didn't like Michael Caine. Mm. I thought he was overrated. Um, but probably Jaws Four, which he literally did so he could uh, get another house. Yeah, you know, I respect him more for admitting that. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I did I did enjoy him in Hannah and Her Sisters. It was amazing that. I believe he got the Oscar for that as well. And uh, Harry Brown, nice little British crime thriller as well, where he's a retired uh, veteran. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's very uh, Death Wish, that film. Mm. Burns, you know, people, that was all wrong with the big theatrical claps. And they redo the scene again to Burns' liking with a... D- Oh, still a bit stunted, but he says dough and this sells it for Bart. And, you know, Burns' plan is falling into place there. So much so that now um, Bart is willing to dress like Burns as well. But it's a bit tight, but that's to get his uh, mighty hump. I like the design here on Bart. Do you, Cal? 
He's even got the little uh, camp hands that Burns has. Burns sort of cheers him up by saying, why don't we start firing people? And the influence is within Barton. I was even going, excellent there. So uh, he's close, you know, to being fully indoctrinated into Burns' world. And we have Lenny come out. And he goes, okay, Leonard, if um, you don't say the letter E, you won't get sacked. But if you do, you'll, um, <laughs> well, fall to death, pretty much. And listen to it back, folks. A single, every single word that Le- Lenny utters does not have the word E in it, apart from his scream. Even the arm, okay, or, but I didn't say. Not a single E in there, Cal. So You will. Yeah. Fair play to the writers, consistency. Okay, let's make this sporting, Leonard. If you can tell me why I shouldn't fire you without using the letter E, you can keep your job. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'm a good work guy. You're fired. But I didn't say... You will. <laughs> they line up the next Rube, which um happens to be Homer in a big shock reveal. They've lured him there with donuts now, and... They can't believe it. Burns has orchestrated this. You know, this is a perfect chance to show your complete and utter loyalty now. And, you know, the tension's ramped now, folks. This is... Looking at it now, have you ever played any of any sort of Telltale game, Cal? Do you know what they are? Yeah, I played... Yeah, yeah I played the um, Wolf Among Us. That was my favourite. Watched the uh, some of the Walking Dead ones on YouTube. But, I find it very uh, reminiscent of that now. You know, you've got the choice of, you know turn on Homer or, you know, go back with your family there. It reminded me of that. I was waiting for a little ticking timer in the corner here. And, you know, Homer's saying, oh, miss your son. He's really laying it on thick now. And Bart's, again, watching it when I was a lot younger for the first couple of times, this really got to me. This really pulled on the heartstrings, Cal, you know. Um, Yeah, and I suppose that's why it not really resonates with me, but this is my first exposure to that kind of storytelling. And it impacted yeah. me that much. And you get a nice little tight shot of Bart, only Bart's eyes saying, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. You're fired. And then you call, um, zoom back. And it's Burns. He said it to Burns. He's made the right decision, folks. And Burns is flabbergasted. You will never be my son. Yeah, just a little bit to the left, sir. To the left. <laughs> and he complies. Oh, very well. <laughs> You'll never be my... And he sends him on his way with a ee down the bottomless pit. <laughs> Smithers runs in. Sir, try to land on Leonard's carcass. <laughs> so they get the wish. He will be a little... He will be a little model in his um coffin now. I'll miss you, son. I'm sorry, Dad. You're fired. What? Fire me? That does it. You can never be my son. A little to the left. Huh? No, very well. You can never be my... (laughs) (gasps) Sir, try to land on Leonard's carcass! We have Bart now at home. Uh, The family, you know, fully aware of the actors because they've they've been following home around to get his um, character down as uh, method as Michael Caine is. And that's how we end it, Bart saying, I love you guys, the family embrace. But um, they have a new family member now, don't they, Cal? Good old hands. Now, you have you seen any memes of um, hands in this attire? And it basically equates like, oh, a new form of a new childhood nostalgia film's coming out, and this is me in twenty years going to see the reboot. Or like, um, oh, Blink's released a new album. This is me now. <laughs> I've seen a few where it's just like, for example, yeah, like. 
when Toy Story 4 came out and ah, um, perfect example. Monsters University and stuff yeah. like that. But it'll just keep on coming, keep on coming. It's ever so relevant. And Homer, again, he's in his element again. He's so in love that he just starts kissing hands again. And, you know, try it. It's like kissing a peanut. <laughs> but Marge is absolutely done by the end of this. I want that thing. That thing. Oh, no one's gay for more, man. I want that thing out of my house. And then the credits roll. I'm gay for more, man. <laughs> I love you guys. Right back at you, son. <laughs> and now I want you to meet your new brother, Hans Mole Man. Cowabunga, dudes. Give it a try. Like kissing a peanut. Homer, I want that thing out of my house. As always, what what did this do for you then? Um, I mean, how does it rate uh, up there? I thought, I thought, I think it's a serviceable episode. It's not my all-time favourite, but it's definitely not a terrible episode by far. It, it is quite good when you were saying about the, the whole bait and switch um, dynamic and kind of one of the earliest times he got shocked. Um, I, I mentioned my niece, but the earliest one for me was I was watching it. I don't know if you've watched it, the Buzz Lightning. Um, was it Buzz Lightning? Yeah, or was Buzz, it animated? Uh, Lightning. Yeah, the yeah, animated show. Really, it, yeah. it, it, it came out that he, uh, Zod was his, or Zod or whatever his name was, was uh, Buzz Lightyear's father, which is obviously a parody of uh, other things, mm. uh, Star Wars and such. And I'd not seen Star Wars, so that just really blew my mind. And I was just like, that's the greatest <laughs> twist I've ever heard entirety of my, in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a serviceable episode. It, it, you know, it's it's by far not a terrible worst episode um there's memorable bits in it but the most memorable bits are the bits what for me anyway what aren't actually in the episode um okay. unfortunately so I'll, I'll, I'll probably not give it a strong rating but maybe about um three leonard's corpse at the bottom of the pit ah okay <laughs> out of five okay what about yourself uh, for me, I mean, I really did enjoy the episode, but I feel more of it is lingering to the deep personal memory I share with it as far as seeing that first uh, aspect of storytelling of, you know, um, manipulation, the betrayal and you know, winning the trust back and being good back at the end. Um, but I mean, all the way throughout, there's memorable memes, still shots, jokes in it, even all these little gems that I can't remember all the time. That surprise me and get a laugh out of me as well. So with that, I'm not going to go full five. I'm going to go four out of five. Um, dogs with bees in their mouth. <laughs> Is that four dogs or four bees? Uh, four physical hounds releasing the hounds with the bees when they bark. They shoot bees. Okay, we're going to pull on that random episode generator and see what pops out next. Get ready to steal some bourbon, hide some ties, and do some time, because we're going to Season 4 with Marge in Chains. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a 5-star written review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast, and the same on Twitter as well, at TylerTMC, or search Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. Take care, folks. Come on.
lunch at Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.